This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You in? You Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As summer draws to an end, now is the time to do more and save more at Biltmore. Be among the first to experience the Leonardo da Vinci 500 Years of Genius exhibit. Save with online ticket discounts and overnight stay packages that include admission to the exhibit and admission to Biltmore House. Plan your visit and save now at Biltmore.com. Thanks for listening to The Reds Report. This podcast is sponsored by Webmart. If you want to get more out of your marketing, drive out costs, and find out which channels are best for you and your company, then visit our website, webmartuk.com, or just search Webmart Barnsley. Innovate. Create. Communicate. This is for the fans. The Vibe. This is for the fans. The vibe. 63% possession against Sheffield Wednesday. No end product and lost the game. Poor performance against Carlisle with very little positives means a Carabao Cup exit. It doesn't mean we'll get relegated. doesn't mean the season's over. What it does mean is that Daniel Standall has work to do before the visit of Charlton on Saturday. Keep the faith, Red fans. Don't worry. Everything will be all right. You're listening to the Red Report. We're live with Carl Walker, Chris Ridgard and me, Carlo van der Water. <laughs> Slightly different atmosphere than last week in the studio, following two defeats for the Reds. One Carabao Cup exit, and, uh, well, that loss at Sheffield Wednesday. So plenty to talk about uh, today. In the studio, fellow presenters, as always. Kyle, how are we doing? Yeah, not bad, you. Yeah, not too You've been here a while and all, haven't you, you oh, said? Yeah. been here since three. See, it's all about dedication. Chris, what time did you arrive? Um, 22. <laughs> 22. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, great to be here again, as always. Um, before we start with the, the music, just really, really quickly, uh, a lot of doom and gloom, I'll ask you first, Chris, a lot of doom and gloom on social media following the Sheffield Wednesday performance and following the defeat against Carlisle. Is the season over yet? <laughs> it's not even September yet, Kyle, is it? 
carnage. I'm not sure what people are thinking at the minute. There's no point in hitting the panic button just yet. It, it, it isn't, is it? I mean, Kyle, is... Because we had so much possession against Sheffield Wednesday, we're going to talk about the match in depth after some music. Is it because it was Sheffield Wednesday people put so much emphasis on it because it's a South Yorkshire derby? Because if that was an away game at Preston or QPR, it would have still been a loss, but people wouldn't have been tweeting about it that much, would they? Yeah, I think it is that. We were speaking about that uh, on Tuesday night. I think it's the fact that it's our bit of rival Sheffield Wednesday, and if it were any other team, there wouldn't have been a word breathed about it, to be fair. You know, we took numbers and... It, we didn't. It wasn't a great performance, but like you said, possession don't win your game. Goals win your games, and we didn't have the end product because it is Sheffield Wednesday. I think people have took a slightly different view on it. Yeah, definitely. So plenty to talk about. Sheffield Wednesday defeat, Carlisle defeat. We've got Charlton coming up, and a small matter of us on stage again on Saturday. So keep it here. You're listening to the Red Report live on the Vibe. This is for the fans. The Vibe. You ain't seen nothing yet, Backman Turner Overdrive, which pretty much the motto, I think, for Barnsley FC at this moment in time. So let's go back. Let's step back in time, as Kylie Minogue said, to last Saturday. Uh, playing at Sheffield Wednesday, um, Kyle, um, I'm just going to obviously give us, first of all, what did you think? Coming out of uh, Hillsborough, what were your thoughts on the match? It wasn't the best performance. and it were, I don't know, just nothing seemed to work. Or Sheffield Wednesday had done a lot of homework on us and... They found our weaknesses and exploited them a lot of times. And 
at the end of the day, if a team does that, you look to a plan B. Have we got a plan B? We said this last season at some parts. Um, I came out thinking just nothing worked at all. Nothing that we tried worked. And then when it didn't work, it seemed like we were playing pointless balls to forward. And it just it just wasn't... It wasn't working. Nothing were working. And, you know, fair play to Sheffield Wednesday because I think, like, they just read us at everything we tried to do. Yeah. Um... <laughs> 63.6% possession. So, in, in our terms, for every 10 minutes, we had the ball almost six and a half minutes. Um, three shots on target. That's I think that's where we went wrong, just knowing product. Is, is that about the delivery in the box for Woodrow and everybody to do something with? Is that we're not getting it in the final third? Or what? what where do you see that? Because it's, it's not enough in this division. We said it all the time. In League One, you get chances and you get more chances. So, you can fluff a couple because a third one will come along. Three chances, my alarm's going off, uh, three chances in a match, especially in a derby, you need to take those, don't you? Yeah, you need to take those, and there should be more chances, like we've said. I think a lot of the time we've seen, you know, your wide men trying to get in and past a man and most sometimes failing and losing out on, on the ball. I think they need to find the point where they need to cross it and get a good crossing and then try and beat the man. That's the difference in where they need to find out what's the best option in that sort of scenario. I think that's a lot of time where we miss out in the final third when they try and beat a man and they don't beat him. That's when we lose out of possession and then we're already on the back foot because they're counter-attacking. Yeah, I'm just looking at the stats. We had one clear-cut chance. They had two. There goes your goals. Um, interestingly, passes. We had a 77.6% completed pass rate and altogether we had more than twice the number of passes that Sheffield Wednesday did and their pass completion rate was, was lower than us as well. So what lessons need to be learned then? So what was the difference between a Fulham and a Sheffield Wednesday, was it us not playing as good or was it actually the opposition figuring it out a little bit on how to counter that, that Daniel, style, Daniel Stendhal style of play? I think it's a little bit of both. I think I've never seen two contrasting performances from Fulham to Sheffield Wednesday. I just wondered where that performance had gone. I wanted to see a bit more urgency. And we saw like when we tried to play it front back, you know, the new rule where the defender can receive it in the box. We sometimes put us in under a lot of pressure rather than you know, trying to get a, advanced forward. Um, so I think playing it from the back with these new players, whether they're going to buy into that is another thing that we'll have to look into. And, um, you know, when it's not working playing from the back, what's, what options have we got next? Yeah. Chris, uh, an interesting stat from that match is um, we only had 20 occasions where a player dribbled with the ball going forward. Mm. Of those 20 occasions, only seven times did he pass it to a Barnsley player. That's a completion of 35%, whereas Sheffield Wednesdays had more dribbles and more complete, 65%. So is that, are we talking individual skill? Or are we talking comf you know, being comfortable with this style of play? Or is it we didn't get the chance to dribble because they intercepted and they pressed us that high that we just passed it to anyone? Yeah, I think probably the players that are comfortable with this style of play are comfortable at a lower level, uh, i.e. League One last season. The ones that aren't so comfortable are the ones that have come in this season and are still adapting and overcoming that. It was mentioned in the press conference this morning by Connor Chaplin uh, regarding the step up. And you, you mentioned the uh, the uh, interceptions and passes there and things like that. They were saying that there's so much, so little time on the ball in this league uh, as opposed to last season. And I know that Kyle mentioned earlier that we had like three shots. They were saying that we need to be more clinical in front of the goal because the chances are not coming as easy. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's, it's a combination of probably a bit of everything. A lot of people are adapting to a new system, adapting to a new style, and also everybody within that group is coming into a new league and a, a higher standard of football. <laughs> it's sort of ironic almost, isn't it? Because isn't a Connor Chaplin, Chaplin the sort of player you associate with getting that ball, going past people and playing people in? And we've not really seen that as yet, have we, Kyle? No, we haven't. And I think they're still yet to come. I mean, I don't think he has started a game yet, has he? He's no. been on bench. He came on as a sub so and, and he started the Carlisle game, which we're going to talk about yeah. in a bit. Yeah, but that was the cup game, not yeah. the, not I the think league. he's just waiting for that, you know, a chance to get a start in a game. And, do you know, maybe he's one of them that might start a bit better if he starts in the starting 11 rather than coming on as a super sub. We're still yet to find out. There's a lot to find out in this upcoming season. So when you left Hillsborough then... Um, there is always, and it is a South Yorkshire derby, and Sheffield Wednesday don't care about us. Well, they do when, when they lose. Uh, sorry, when they win. Then suddenly, you know, they start caring. Um, it is that feeling of, uh, you know, a South Yorkshire derby, and a lot is made of it. Going home, back to Barnsley, was there a feeling of, you know, it might not be as easy as what we thought following the Fulham, 
Or do you think, actually, it was a bad day at the office and we've still got enough to, I would say, comfortably see this season through and, and, and remain a championship player? And we comfortably, I mean, sort of like a mid-table, what we were looking at a couple of weeks ago. I think we all know when we came into championship, it's not going to be an easy ride. It's probably one of the most competitive leagues in, in the world, probably. It's, it's a really hard division. You look at some of the clubs that are in it, some of the clubs that have been in it just got promoted back up. So I think it's not going to be an easy ride, but... You know, one result doesn't change everything. Two results don't change everything. There's 46 games in a season. This is for the fans. The Vibe.
definite theme to the music today. First, you ain't seen nothing yet. Now more than a feeling. We're trying to inject some positivity back, uh, ready for the visit of Charlton on uh, on Saturday. But following the defeat at Hillsborough, um, I suppose everybody thought, well, things will be all right because we've got a cup competition. He'll bring some fringe players in. We'll put up a good performance on a Tuesday night under the lights at Oakwell. We'll progress in the cup and everybody forget about the defeat. So what happened, Chris? <laughs> oh, there's a million dollar question, isn't there? If I knew what had happened, I'd be manager of Barnsley, wouldn't I? Um, I just feel like uh, Daniel Stendhal and Dalton were probably disappointed in, in players' performances. Uh, we changed uh, a few faces, we changed a few positions. Uh, so Mally Wilkes played on the right, didn't look nowhere near as effective as what he can on the left. Uh, were effective against Wednesday despite a bad performance. Was he? Okay. Yeah, no, Dan on that left hand side, he just looked miles better than like uh, Fulham. Yeah. Uh, Chan played on left. Well, did he? Well, I have to say, I forgot he was playing in second half until I saw yeah. him. I really did. Um, we will end up with some positives, I promise I'll get there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Callum Styles played at Middlet Park. Uh, obviously, he's not played at Middlet Park for. You know, he's not had a start this season. Yeah, he's it? had to wait bite his time, hasn't he, since he has, coming from... Yeah, and maybe from, there's a bit of rust there. Maybe maybe it was a, a case of, oh, it's just Carlisle. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I'll end it with the positives. Collins looked good. Mm. Yeah. He's going, he's going to be a good uh, challenger for Radlinger's number one shirt. It looked calm. Uh, Pineos is back. Danny Pineos, he played well. And that's pretty much it. Well, t- talk about the defence first, then. I think okay. last year, um, the reason we had one of the more well, the more um, efficient defences in, in that league yeah. and the number of clean sheets, because the back four almost chose themselves, didn't they? they? We can't help players leaving, goalkeeper leaving. We seem to have found in Diaby and Anderson, uh, uh, you know, a combination of two centre-backs that the club wants to go with and very much see them as number one. Hindsight is a beautiful thing. Do you think it might have been good for them to keep playing them, even on a Tuesday night, to keep that understanding going? Or is it unfair to um, expect them, because there should be challenges for places, and people that are in the first-team squad should be able to fill in whenever, as they have to do with an injury? And um, But was it maybe a bit a step too far for the centre-back that came in, Halmer? Or was it just... Because it was Carlisle, it's a scalp for them, isn't it? 300 fans singing Championship, you're having a laugh. And you sit there as a Barnsley fan thinking, well, we're not always like this. <laughs> but it, it was for yeah. them, wasn't it? They, with every goal, they got more confidence. They did. And with every goal, we, you know, with every bad pass, we, uh, we fell apart a little bit more. Um, in terms of Halmer starting, I can only suggest he's been training well. I can only suggest he's taking on board what Stendhal's trying to drill into him. I mean, even at 3-0 down, and you've got the Pontian telling him to, to whack it upfield. He, he was determined to do what he's been instructed to do, and which, think, yeah. which fair play to him. I know that Dale Tung said that, you know, it was a chance for people to stake a claim, and uh, he said that he's not sure that many really did stake a claim. The issue is you've got with a player probably having a, a bad performance within the back four. Uh, it resonates through the team. It only takes one bad pass, and then people start missing you out, or the next pass becomes bad, and then the next player plays a bad And it resonates through the side. And as we saw against Fulham, it can go other way. Diaby, you know, coming out and beating Fulham strikers, taking them on and finding a midfielder. And it resonates through the side, you know, the positive effects of... We win 1-0 against Fulham, we lose 2-0 against Sheffield Wednesday and we lose 3-0 against Carlisle. How many of those goals have come from our own errors? Short balls to the back. Or let me put it the other way. How many times, besides the penalty maybe at, uh, on Tuesday, how many times have somebody passed our plays, had a shot and scored a goal? Because I'm, I'm thinking, and I'm getting on and I've been at work, a lot of them I can remember, a short pass to the back that was too short, intercepted yeah. goal. Again on Tuesday. So the first one was a pass to the back, intercepted, it's 1-0. Second one, I believe, was the penalty. And then the third one, it was a pass back again, where the defender... And it only has to be a few yards. Their, their forward was, was pacey, and, and he had the pace of Halm and, and Anderson. Sheffield Wednesday, the first goal, same again, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, I think that's a, a fault in our own thing, where we've seen... At times we can be our own downfall and in this league you can't afford to do that. You can't afford to gift opportunities to teams because teams in this division will take them opportunities like like a gift. You know, it's it's hard enough being an underdog in this league as it is. 
to make his own mistakes. I think we'll learn from him. I think it's only good because, you know, you learn from your mistakes. So to make them early on, we can make them better and then push on. And you might as well have a really bad match in a Carabao Cup first round on a Tuesday night than against, uh, you know, a Charlton or Luton at home because, Chris, ultimately the fans, and I'm sure Daniel Stender will see these two games as games that we can win. And then if you've played four in the league and you've got nine points, you have to be happy with that and everything is forgotten again, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. We went on Saturday and it all's forgotten. We, we move forward together. But that's that's the key word, isn't it? It's together. And, you know, I felt at times the fans, I don't know if what happened at Hills, but were the fans disengaged from the field? Field. I mean, did did you feel it on Tuesday night? It felt like some of the fans probably weren't with the players at, during yeah. during the game, and I don't think that's going to help anybody, Carlo. Question to you, Carlo. You're you're a highly trained professional. You do a great job day in day out. If I take you out of England and put you in a different country, in a different company, a bigger company, and uh, I ask you to do a similar job, but say well, I want you to do it this way. Would you struggle? Would you make mistakes? Yeah, of course I would. Of course I would. There's the answer to the question, isn't it? I mean, I, I came to Barnsley. I spoke English. Yeah. You don't. I had four years to understand <laughs> I mean, how you <laughs> but, but it is, isn't it? It's a different way. Of, and we're going to talk later on about the chant and, and what was said in the press conference, which we're going to refer back to you, Chris, because you were there today. Um, but just a quick word before we preview Charlton. I mean, they've had six shots so far in this campaign. It's got five goals. Clinical. So... That puts an onus again on a, on a, on a decent defence and a good goalkeeper, doesn't it, on, uh, on Saturday? It'd be interesting. I'm doing an interview with a, a local radio station in Fort Charlton uh, tonight, and I did with the same people. They do the Fulham one as well, so they can't be fans. Um, I did the Fulham one, and I predicted a draw, and we won. So I'm going to predict a draw again tonight, just so we win. It gets where water can't them to Carlo. <laughs> Somebody has to do it, don't they? This <laughs> is for the fans. The vibe. Only true in fairy tales And for someone else But not for me Our love was out to get me That's the way it seemed Disappointment haunted all my dreams Then I saw her face Now I'm a believer I saw her face Now I'm a believer Not a trace A doubt in my mind I'm in love I'm a believer I couldn't leave her if I tried Saw her face Now I'm a believer Not a trace Of doubt in my mind I'm in love I'm a believer I couldn't leave her if I tried This is for the fans. The vibe.
This is for the fans. The Vibe. And you're back on the Red Report live at five on The Vibe. Um, just before we go over to Chris, who was at the press conference today to give us sort of like the latest insights from Oakwell, uh, you'll have seen on social media that uh, Joe Beardsall, we know Joe as the anchor, main presenter for the uh, Red All Over show on Dern FM, which we were part of when it, uh, when it first started. Good show. Yeah, yeah. Not I like listening. No, cool. like listening. Joe. Proper sound lad. We've seen him doing the stadium announcement yeah. when uh, when Jason's not there. Uh, obviously, he shared on uh, on social media earlier in the week that um, his granddad uh, Jeff passed away, and he thought it'd be amazing and it means so much for him and his family. If on the 85th minute, uh, Reds fans can stand up and clap again. So, uh, as part as a colleague in the media circuit, uh, this is our sort of announcement to everybody. We'll announce it again when we're on stage in the, in the fan zone. But I think on yeah. 85 minutes. Um, and I think when they do that, it, it sort of, I think it does make you feel a little bit better. I think it's a huge thing. It started sort of like with Patrick crying in it with Shine a Light and everything. And some people are saying, oh, why are they doing this, asking us to stand up and clap? And I think it's a very small thing to do. But to those people connected or related to the person who passed away, I think it means, you know, a lot. So, Joe, on behalf of the Red Report, obviously we're all thinking about you. Uh, keep your chin up, mate. We'll probably see you in and around Oakwell on Saturday. And uh, I don't know about the rest, and I'm sure they'll join in, but these three lads, I mean, you're two are doing commentary on your false yeah. radio, yeah. so I'll be keeping an eye on you to make sure you stood up and clapped. We'll still have a cock. I'm, 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 stood up and clapped. I'm sure you will. And we'll mention it again on the uh, in the fan zone. So, Chris, press conference this morning. Um, was there a negative tint to it following the sort of not great performance against Carlisle, or is the club very much... Line in the sand, new match, new, or, or was there still? Because reporters will normally refer back to the last match, don't they? Yeah, I think it's very much line in the sand and, and move forward as we are. Dale Tong mentioned that these, this team are much better at reflecting on previous performances than last season's squad, which, which I thought were interesting. Yeah. But he also said that you can do too much reflecting and you can be a little bit too negative and overthink it at times. Uh, so he just feels that you know it's back to the not not back to the drawing board as such, but back to what they've been doing anyway, uh, and it's it's end of done really. It's gone. Um, just a personal point for you. you you've seen. Um, I mean, Chris Stern seems very much sort of like more the fitness and the technical, you know, the, the drills and everything else. Mm. Uh, Stendhal as head coach. Do you think Dale Tong is that person to talk uh, to talk about the reflection of the match? What went wrong? What what right? Because of the fact that he's English and he's, he's you know he's, he's he, you know he used to be a player. Or do you th- do you think Daniel will do something like that? I'm just wondering with the, you know the, the language barriers if it comes across as you want it to in, in broken English. Well, I think Dale said that a lot of the players have done a lot of reflecting amongst themselves. That's even. He said they've got it? a lot of leaders in there now, uh, and he feels that they've handled that themselves quite well. Uh, well, yeah, Dale is obviously uh, a very talented man who was, who was probably the glue within that, within that between the management and the, and the players. He's great at communicating. He's a great guy, and I have no doubt that he's in and amongst it. And having already played at Barnsley, he'll understand that just a little bit more yeah. as to what it means. And he'll probably know best what it means to us as fans Correct. because we're local. So what's the, what's the latest news? Take us through the press conference. Yeah, so we started off with injuries. Uh, Moat, uh, struggling. Uh, he's a bit of a doubt. Uh, I'm waiting to, for him to be assessed tomorrow. Uh, they're going to get scans back and we'll see where we're at I don't know what you think about that Kyle um, I think that it's a massive loss let's be honest it is a really big loss in the centre it's always that. awkward because we saw him walking didn't we he walked mm. past us when we were sat mm. on Tuesday in the press area and I know you said, it did a difference between walking to your seat and playing 90 minutes of football high intensity but he wasn't on crutches or anything he was wearing his normal trainers uh, but you never know they mentioned it's a little bit of a strange one in terms of what it, what it is I believe it's not something to his side I believe so right oh sorry I thought it was alright oh, okay so we're not quite Would sure be a miss. Green he's back training he's back on the grass uh, Brown's still a few weeks away but he's going to start ball work next week and Kenny Dugall's still a little bit of a way off which is a bit of an issue in terms of centre of the park but we discussed that earlier didn't we about how we might get around that Kyle how yeah. are we going to get around that? Let's say there is no Mowat. Mowat's out Tuesday against. What? Where, where do you? You know? How do you fill that gap in the middle? Are you going to put a, a, a barrer in there and, and play somebody else? What would you do? Yeah, you, I, th- I think we were talking about this earlier. I think maybe changing formation to, you know, a four-four-two, putting Bear in the centre and two strikers up front because that new striker can play this yeah. Saturday, can't he? Schmidt, yeah. Yeah, so maybe Schmidt and Woodrow up front. You never know. Just and changing the formation could. You know, could work. Brown's close, so you never know. It could always be Barra could end up playing a little bit deeper. Brown might be just behind Woodrow at the side of Woodrow or other way around. It could be Woodrow sitting a little bit deeper. Brown, I'm sure there's uh, there's plenty of options. 
Definitely. Shame about Kenny Dougal. I mean, he is one of my favourite players. And I think at times you miss somebody like a Dougal. You know, those last 15 minutes of him, I'm not saying just the last 15, he has a cool head, he has, the, he has the, the, the eye for a pass to settle things down. And I think at times now, when midfield gets it, we're playing from a, and they're playing it straight back, I think he's forward-facing, he's not backwards-facing. He always goes forward and finds that pass. And I think that's what we're lacking at this moment in time from that defensive midfielder kind of thing. Yeah, I think we missed that Tuesday, didn't we, in yeah. terms of somebody looking for the ball from the centre-half, finding that space, and then being able to like turn that into a bit of, yeah. bit of a relaxed movement and, and and out there. Kyle said to me, because we were set together, Kyle said to me, and it was absolutely spot on, what was happening with Barnsley against Carlisle, in our opinion, was that we passed the ball into space to one of our players, but none of the players created space then by going past somebody and running into that space. So it's very much the space that was already there. And that's so much easier to close down. When a player is static, it's so much easier to close down yeah. than when a player is on the move. So, OK, so that's the injuries. Yes, the injuries. The good news, uh, Ado and Smith. Uh, getting on very well. Uh, basically, tongues working with those one-on-one at times to get them up to speed in terms of fitness and basically what it's asked to be a Barnsley player in, in and out of possession on the pitch. Because as we know, Carl, it's quite a difficult job, isn't it? It's, yeah, it is. It's, it's quite specific. Mm-hmm. High intensity. I, and I think the work needs doing at this moment, to me, out of possession. We show we can have the possession, but it, it's out of possession where... A TM, I think, at times goes missing. He's very good going forward and, 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 and you know, forcing himself on whoever is defending him. Yeah. But then when we're going back, he just, you know, he's, he's not there. But In terms of the performance, uh, I think the words Dale uh, used were not good enough. Uh, basically expected a reaction from what happened at Hillsborough on Saturday. Uh, he said that nobody really staked a claim, and other than Collins being a positive. Uh, he then on went, went on to say that, you know, it's no drama and it's no big issue. Uh, it's just the last two games we haven't imposed ourselves as, as we would have liked to have um, I'll ask you both this question Dale Tong says he expected uh, a reaction is that hard when you change six players because the players that were a part of that defeat were actually on the bench or not involved at all for somebody playing their first competitive match for Barnsley I'm talking about a Hammer for instance um, uh, talking about a Callum Styles. is it hard to expect a reaction when you weren't even part of that Defeat anyway, Kyle. Yeah, I think they can perceive it as that, you know, like they weren't part of that defeat. And they've been, you know, six players changed. Were it six changes? I think for that, it was, yeah, there was quite a few, game. wasn't it? That, it's that's a, a lot of changes, you know. And these players that have come in and probably they've not played together, they've probably not even made a substitute appearance. So I think it is hard to ask of them players, them certain players, you know, of a reaction. Changing that many players, even though it was still a really strong side, it really was. You know, we had Wilkes, Woodrow, and Chaplin as them sort of front three against Carlisle. That should that should really be bread and butter. Oh yeah, well, oh, yeah, completely. And I think it just adds a bit of pressure under. So, so that's um, he asked for a reaction. He didn't get it. What did he go on to say? Yeah, he basically just said that we're going to need to get back to the game, and you know, Charlton's going to be a, a very difficult team to play against, and we're going to have to be much better. But hopefully, we'll we'll get there by Saturday. Really. Um, he mentioned that Charlton's obviously quite adaptable. They're very good at changing shape. Uh, he's mentioned a few a ta- uh, few players that are quite dangerous in Lyle Taylor and Johnny Williams. Um, yeah, and then obviously the the big issue uh, he ended with with was uh, the bamboo. Diaby. All right, let's let's talk about that. Let's not play music. Let's talk about that. What we're talking about it anyway. Um, as a person, me as a person. I think if, if there is a chance, and there's been plenty of chance, and they've been funny, and they've raised a laugh, and they always have, haven't they? But I think as soon as there's a chance, and the club actually says, we've, we've talked to the player, you know, he's come from another country, he's trying to settle in, you see the lot of negativity on, on, on Facebook. Am I right in thinking that if the club asks you not to use that chance, Kyle, shouldn't you just not question that and just listen and do that if that's in the best interest of the player, which ultimately then is in the best interest of the club? which is then interested in the best interest of the team that we support. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, once it comes to that sort of stage where the club's saying, you know, let's, let's stop that. And obviously you want the player to fit in as best as he can. You know, he's come from a totally different country. He's playing a totally different style of football. You want him to just ease, ease into this Barnsley squad. And I think, you know, when it gets to that sort of time where the club don't want it, then, you know, just leave it. It's in the best interest for the club as a whole and the fans because then we haven't got that sort of negativity directed on our club I think you know we should you know just leave it um, Chris similar to you 
Uh, a lot of comments on social media, a lot of complaints from Barnsley fans about the concession bar not being open at Sheffield Wednesday at halftime. Mm. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday came out with the police to say that because of the flares, the pyros, um, which we know cause a lot of smoke, some of the staff weren't feeling well, they needed to go fresh air, so they didn't have the staff to deal with that. Now, whether that well, is the right story or not, again... Am I right in thinking that, again, as me as a person, and I've been there when they've let a flare off, and I've been with somebody who's asthmatic who had a real issue with that, mm. am I thinking that it's, it's a minority that think it's good and think it brings the atmosphere, but they're actually spoiling it for the rest of us? Yeah, I have no doubt about that whatsoever. You, you're always going to get that because it's such a mixed culture, isn't it, Barnes, in terms of who turns up to a game. You know, there's a five-year-old girl that goes and watches it with her dad all the way to the, to the 87-year-old man. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do you know what I mean? You're going to get that. It's mixed cultures, isn't it? And there's nothing wrong with enjoying the match in however way you want to enjoy it. But I think as soon as it has an adverse effect on somebody else and it spoils, it spoils their feeling of their day do you know what I mean or it puts them in in jeopardy or danger or it affects them in a negative way then really football's for everybody there's a time and a place for stuff like that if they want to let a flare off they're more than welcome to go to the park and light off aren't they in the middle of nowhere before a game if that's what they want to do open bus parade when we got promoted the players were holding them as the bus were going through town centre and they were higher up so the smoke wasn't affecting anybody there I get that and maybe showing my age, Kyle, maybe, you, you know, you're younger, you're that age, but does a flare add to the excitement or does the flare add to the atmosphere in the stadium? I mean, I don't, I don't really, I'm not bothered by them, I'm, I'm on your side, I'm not bothered by them, they don't really add to it. Because the, the, the problem is that the police are now saying, if this keeps happening, we've had three matches, three pyro, three times, you will go to away matches where they will just refuse, they, they, they don't have to serve people, mm. you know, they don't have to be open, so... In a way, a small minority are spoiling it for the others, aren't they? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. It's like I said before, it's having football is for everybody. We can't forget that. I think as soon as you're, like I said before, as soon as you're having an adverse effect on somebody else's experience that day, you're in the wrong. You're in the, you know, I, I'm all for everybody having fun, but it can't be at the expense of somebody else. And whether that's Pyro and whether that's Chance, do you know what I mean? Barnsley is ours, it's, it's everybody's. Yeah. So it's got to be for everybody. And, and it, it, it's, it's, it's hard to swallow sometimes, isn't it, that when the club put a statement out, today again they mentioned it at the press conference, so it must mean something to them because it's very rare that they get involved in any of this. Um, then people on Twitter calling these people names because they can't take a job, but it's not a joke, is it, if somebody's sort of typifying you for, for whatever reason. And there's, there's no need for it, is there, Kyle? The thing, no. Go on. Sorry, Kyle. The, the thing is, in the street, you, would not, you wouldn't do it. Singly, if Kyle's in the street in his own, he would never a chant that and b light a flare in front of the town hall on his own. It's a pack mentality. That's what it is, Kyle. People are hiding in a pack. You would never do it on your own. It wouldn't be acceptable. So why is it acceptable? No. This is for the fans. The, the vibe. Are cold and the cards all fold and the saints we see are all made of. Last of all, when the 
This is for the fans. The vibe. Uh, this is for the fans. This is the vibe. You're listening to the Reds Report, the last 10 minutes or so of this week's Reds Report with Kyle, Chris and Carlo. So, Charlton. Now, Charlton obviously came up with us uh, last uh, last season. And I think it's fair to say that their danger man um, stuck with them. There were lots of rumours of bids and everything going in, but he stuck with them. So, um, where do you see the danger for the Reds? Where, where will the danger come from, from a Charlton side? Uh, for me, I think Lyle Taylor and Chuck Sanike, from what I've seen, work really, really well together. And Anike has made that step up from League 2 MK Dons to the Championship look seamlessly easily. And um, it's, it's almost like if one's at least that sort of thing out of possession, they're always doing something out of possession to create chances to create space. So I think them two up front, um, they're also really underrated as well I think just like Barnes are coming into this league they, they, they are massive favourites to go down alongside us and Luton they're not even tipped to go down so I think Charlton and Barnsley are already up against it but as we've seen from their opening two results <laughs> they can do it yeah talk about the results um uh... They won away at Blackburn, opening day season, which is not a bad result. And then a 3-1 win at home, first home game of the season against Stoke. Um, write them off at your peril, but these will cause you know, pose a problem, won't they, for the Reds on Saturday? Yeah, they certainly will. There's obviously something's fallen into place there. All the pieces seem to have aligned towards back in the last season. And they've just continued that momentum, haven't they? Whatever the management doing, Whatever the management's doing there... They're doing it right, aren't they? Mm. So how are we going to counter that? What would your starting eleven be, given what you saw at Fulham, Chef Wednesday, Carlisle? Talk us through your starting eleven then. I thought Panias had a good game Tuesday night. and I'm not sure how close he is in terms of fitness, but I feel like he'd, he'd bring a bit more confidence to the back four uh, and possibly move Cavari to right back. And then at least you've got two of the, two of the back four from last season there who, who played in games similar to this. Uh, and it might bring a bit more confidence, a bit more... Uh, steadiness or sturdiness to, to the to the and obviously Bambo and uh, and Mads Anderson uh, at centre half. I don't think Radlinger has, has really dropped any clangor. I think he's look, he's looked good. I think his distribution's good. I don't I don't see how he can leave him out. Malik Wilts has to return to the left uh, from from himself. Uh, Thomas obviously is a no brainer on the right in the middle of the park. He's got to be McGeehan. Um, and then, and then, from then on, it's, it's anybody's guess. Do you do you drop Michael Stephen Barra further back? Do you play? I know you don't want to. <laughs> do you play <laughs> Corley Woodrup top with Michael Stephen Barra behind him, and then somebody else in the middle? Callum Styles possibly step in there. Did he do enough Tuesday night to to, to warrant a starting shirt? I, I don't know if anybody did enough. To be fair, and that's not being negative. I think. It, it, it was, a, as, as a team, there wasn't individuals that let the team down. I think the team let the team down or the club down. Um, there was too much hesitation, short passes. It, it felt, for me, sitting inside, a little bit like one of you said it earlier, hmm, it's Carlisle, isn't it? You know, we, we'd be full of here. It's, it's only Carlisle brought yeah. some in. So, and that psychologically takes a lot to then get over because you got punished. I mean, 3-0. Talk about we've not been beaten at home since the 18th of March 2018. Well, we have now, by, by a side, two leagues lower than us. So I'm going to keep it going, saying we've not been beaten in the, the league. league. I like that. You know, I think we need to keep that going. But then, Charles Rappel's the danger. So, I don't know. Who do you, who do you put in there? Um, Styles potentially could have a much better performance from Tuesday night because he's surrounded by Cavari, Panios. Uh, and obviously Wilts will be in international position, Thomas. So players like that around you that are at the top of the game can raise other players around them. You know, it just could be an off night for nine players. Tuesday yeah, night. and I suppose Kyle, if you look at if, if so, if you look at that potential lineup and you look like uh, a Woodrow, uh, a Chaplin, although they are young players, they're experienced because they've got plenty of league matches under the belt, and that could do a Callum Styles who came from League Two with Bury. Um, we brought him back in January. I mean, some cameo appearances, but first real start on, on Tuesday night that could actually do good and that can bring him up can't it that can just increase and push his game forward yeah I think so that's what I mean just being surrounded by players that have got that experience he'll only get better and better surrounded by players that know what they're doing um, Callum Styles, like you said he've had stints with Burry's come back maybe he wasn't quite ready maybe now that was a great opportunity for him on Tuesday night to show just what he's made of and unfortunately whether that was a team thing that 
you know, one letting down, then it was so on and so on and so on. Maybe it wasn't an exact representation of what, what he's capable of. Yeah. So I'm sure he's chomping at the bit, and I suppose it's up to Daniel Stendhal and what he sees in training ultimately. Yeah, um, I went into the... I picked my tickets up from the main entrance, and uh, John Parkin was behind me. So I started talking to John, because we had him here as a, a guest last season. Uh, he's, he's willing to come back. We'll have a look at his... Because oh, nice. he, he's, he's, he's unemployed now. He does the podcast, yeah. and they're going all over. They're going abroad again now. Uh, and I took him to the fan zone. We had a couple of pints. I quite enjoyed uh, the fan zone. Um, we're there again on Saturday. So uh, quarter to two this time, our slot, and it's sort of divided into three sort of pieces. So first of all... We're promoted, aren't we, really? Well, we're, 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 I think we have. I think we've gone from the under-23s and we're now on the bench, are we? are getting we? closer to headlining, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like Glastonbury, it, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fan zone this week, Glastonbury next year. <laughs> um, so we're on a quarter to two. The first ten minutes is what we've done here. Maybe looking at previous matches, what's our thoughts for today? That then we've got a non playing player or a non playing member of staff that could be the CEO, that could be anybody joining us on stage for a bit of an interview. And then at two o'clock, uh, we're gonna uh, give out the lineup as well. So, uh, looking forward to it, lads. Yeah, yeah, because you're on commentating yeah. duties as well. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's uh, fan zone's always a great atmosphere. Yeah. Red Ferns bars do a great job at mm. uh, liquidating everybody. Uh, I have <laughs> to say, I'm rehydrated. I, I made a mistake with John Parkin, so we went in and, and there were a beer tent as soon as you came in. He said, I'll get you one. So, all right, cheers, mate. And then uh, Ray Brammer came over and he said, uh, you know you're buying from the opposition, don't you? Because some of the, if you you go to the the, the red ferns bar themselves, okay. obviously those profits go back into the other ones have just been tendered to come there. And although they pay a fee, so if you're going to get your beer, I know it might be a little bit of a queue, but the working as hard as they can get it from red ferns bar. You didn't, you didn't that go, way, it puts it money back in the fan zone. You didn't go pint for pint with John Parkin and Jacaro. No, we only had the two. We had a son with That's him, a so good we job, isn't it? We, we kept it steady. But he did say he'll come back into the studio, and uh, at his next match when he comes, we'll we'll get him on stage eventually because he's a good. And he's uh, funny. And if, if you're talking about podcasts, um, this one will be up later tonight. I've got visitors when I get home, but I will put it up tonight. Um, Under the Cosh is always a really funny one with Barnsley's own. Um, I need forecast, lads. I can't. I know we've got four minutes to go. We'll play some music, but I need a score forecast. Are we going to do a slightly different as well? I want a score forecast. And who's going to score the first goal for Barnsley if we score one, which I'm sure we will? Um, so no, no pressure at all. No pressure at all. Chris, you first. 1 uh, 0. <laughs> Mads Anderson. 90th minute winner. <laughs> I've got this thing that he's going to say that every yeah, single yeah, match. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's yours, Carl? Um, I think Woodrow will get off mark on Saturday, and nice. I think there'll be goals. I think Charlton prove they can score goals. I think it'll be three-two to us. Oh, I'm just in my head. I'm going. Yeah. I think we can score. I think we'll actually. We'll take the lead, but they'll come back, and yeah. I think there will be goals, and, and they'll only be goal. And I think you go three. To, I'll go. I'll go two one to the Reds. Then I'll go two one to the Reds, and I'll go. Uh, in fact, I'll tell you what. I'll go for McGeehan. I'll go for McGeehan getting on the uh, yeah getting on the score sheet. So we face Charlton on Saturday. If you're coming to the fan zone. Um, make sure you get there on time. It does get really busy, and because it gets busy and popular, you might have to wait a little bit for your beer. But if you buy it from the Red Ferns bar, all those profits go back into the fan zone, and it's like looking after yourself, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they get buy... there as well, aren't they? Oh, definitely. And I know last time there were some issues with the sound. So if you want to hear what we're saying, come to the front. That's where the speakers are. And um, well, we hope to see you all at the fan zone on Saturday. This podcast will be up later this evening, and then next week, minus Chris. Yeah, so I'm on be the Kyle and Carlo show. We've got Andy coming in, the BFC Statsman, yeah, uh, talking about all things Barnsley, and uh, we'll uh, we'll have some music as well. So enjoy the rest of the week. If you got your A levels result today and you've passed, absolutely fantastic. If you didn't get results you wanted, chin up because there's plenty of time to set it straight, and everybody can get where they need to be. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. See you all at Oakwell on Saturday. When the leaves start rustling, the pumpkins start plumping, and the scarecrows start crowing? You heed the call of fall, because you eat, sleep, and drink pumpkin at Dunkin'. So, take your pick of pumpkin with delicious muffins, munchkins, and donuts, and pair them with a classic pumpkin spice signature latte or the ultra-smooth pumpkin cream cold brew topped with pumpkin cream cold foam. Also, you can fall harder. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping. And Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.